Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that hungers for action and drama and all the other things that make a show entertaining. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, the man behind the curtain, and I'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here, the comedic relief that this podcast needs. Yep, that's me. Farts. <laughs> that, that's I could so not dumb. laugh at yourself. I know I wasn't. I was supposed to not say anything. He always laughs at his own jokes, though. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah, I know you guys couldn't tell because I spoke it instead of wrote it, but needs was supposed to be in quotation marks. Uh. <laughs> well, Janelle's here as well. And uh, she's kind of our catalyst for breaking into the action of the show and then promptly getting knocked down. I mean, that's what happens when you, I guess, like to hit things, but also are very squishy and your tank carries people and just kind of stands in the way. Yeah, you know what? People love action, Janelle, so <laughs> yeah. keep, keep doing it. I'll hopefully not die this time. This time it's not my turn. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> well, Nate's here as well, and uh, he tends to drive up the suspense a little bit since I usually have no idea what he's going to do next. Was I supposed to say something? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. <sighs> well, there we go. I did not expect that from Nate one bit. Okay, then. Well, moving on from there. Joel's here, too, and... Uh, it hasn't really happened yet, but I think he's going to be our prime romance protagonist when the time arises. I think you're right, Josh. I think you're right. That's you, uh, you are renowned for your romantic instincts. I am. Uh, everybody asks me questions about you know getting together with people and finding true love. Yeah, ordinary things like that. Kissing advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lessons sometimes. Yeah. Um, Private tutoring, some some would say. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but uh, you know, I I agree with Josh. I'm I'm a romantic, so I think I'll I'll do my best to shoehorn in some romance. Oh boy, well I'm I'm getting a little little warm over here, so let's let's move on. Well, you don't have to worry about anything. Oh okay. Whew. All right. Well, and finally, we have AJ who tends to spearhead a lot of our drama sequences, because that's what he is. Drama queen. <laughs> I know not what you speak. I am but a vessel for the acting atmosphere to act through. When I feel drama is upon us, I am there. I allow it to consume me, and I act. Yeah, you're a vessel for something. <laughs> Comedic relief, but <laughs> way to go, guys! You guys are doing amazing. What a great start! You know this is gonna be a great episode. Yeah, so much entertainment and drama and action. It's gonna be, it's gonna <laughs> it's be great. And butts. Yeah, lots, lots of butts. Guess what? Everyone has a butt. Everybody has butts. Yeah. Well, anyway. How are you all doing this week? It's It's been a little bit since we've uh, gotten together to record, so uh, you guys having a good time? So yeah. far, yeah. 
No, I'm super excited. I, I'm so terrified for the session, but also excited for it. Are you full of suspense? Oh, so much suspense. I, I'm so worried that Gunner's going to die, but also like thinking maybe he has a chance. He doesn't have a chance. I slammed my <laughs> heel into my chair. That's unrelated to the episode, but it did hurt very bad. I, wanted, I just, I, I mean, we're just sharing. I, I just wanted everyone to know. Yeah. I'm eating chocolate covered coffee beans. Ah. Oh. Wow. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Explains your heightened energy levels tonight. Yeah. It does. It's hard to get a word in edgewise. Yeah. I would say it's pretty hard to compete with Joel's energy. I mean, he's practically just like screaming his thoughts. Yeah. Thought screaming my thoughts, that is. Wow. I'd hate to be a psychic right now. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so dry. So dry. <laughs> Just start the episode. It's so awkward. <laughs> so dry. That's right, Dale. It's so dry. We need to get you wet. There so- we go. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not being awkward. Uh, you guys ready to dive right in? <laughs> yeah, let's get Daniel wet. Alrighty, well, if you guys are ready to dive in and get Daniel wet, then I can give us a quick recap, and we can jump right into the action. Last episode, you all split the party once again. Vez and Aegon spent most of their time talking to Laszlo and trying to brainstorm ways to get Artur out of his execution situation, while Jasper and Theo went looking for Fergus and basically kidnapped him. And then Gunner went snooping around Lady Hecate's private quarters to get some dirt on her, but ran into an interesting situation and was surprised when the suits of armor in the room with him turned to look in his direction. So we'll jump into the action here. I would just like to clarify, we did not kidnap Fergus. We liberated him from the tyranny. (laughs) You liberated him from Lady Hecate's oppressive rule i think is how you put it to me yes i know i'm a hero it's okay (laughs) the morning sunlight spreads across the grassy fields of brimpton mark spreading its warmth across the world as it begins to wake up and as the people of the town begin to go about their business our view pans across the beautiful town still wet with the rain from the past few days, but the sky's been clearing up. It's a beautiful day out, and we see the light of the sun reflect and glint across the beautiful windows of Lady Hecate's keep. And we slowly move towards one of these windows, and we see a commotion, and we see Gunner jump backwards past the window as a halberd swings through the air right at him. And then we jump into the room and we see Gunner ducking and dodging and twirling as two suits of armor animated by some sort of magic and wielding halberds launch an attack against this intruder who has made his way into the private quarters of Lady Hecate. So Daniel, why don't you give me an initiative roll? You never know if if the grass is going to be wet in the morning, but I can tell you, it do. Oh, gosh. (laughs) It's not what he asked you to do, Daniel. (laughs) 
I got a, actually a very good roll. I got a natural 20 on my initiative. Holy crap. Oh, wow. Nice. I'm hoping the suits of armor don't also get a natural 20. And I'm also hoping that Gunner would be a little more quick than a couple of hunks of metal. So my initiative is 24. All right. That's not bad. You will go before the armor. All right, so Gunner, you are ducking and dodging in Lady Hecate's private library across the red carpet, trying to avoid the bookcases full of books as the halberds are swinging at you. What's Gunner going to do? Okay, so I think Gunner. Gunner doesn't need a refresher, probably. Daniel needs a refresher on last time. So I'm trying to think. Did Gunner ever determine whether or not the, the door in front of him is actually locked? Yes. Okay, so it is locked. That's going to be a challenge. In the room to the, I guess, Gunner's west is Lady Hecate's private quarters. Yes. You had already searched that room and there was nothing in there. And the only other doors in the room are to the south or behind where you are right now and those lead back into the keep proper okay and do the private quarters have any windows in them yes there are also windows in the room you are in right now okay let's see so in this case yeah i'm trying to think i don't think gunner has any way to get his thieves tools in a position where he could realistically unlock the lock in enough time to like not die yeah especially since the suits of armor are standing right next to the door i don't think it really makes much sense for you to try to pick a lock while in the middle of a fight yeah since gunner realizes that he can't quite reach his goal it has nothing to do with the fact that gunner is a complete coward Um, (laughs) nothing at all nothing at all with that gunner is going to take the disengage action and he is going to... Well, actually, before Gunner moves, Josh, how, how close is the nearest window? The uh, nearest window is about 10 feet away from you, but you are on, like, an upper floor of the keep, so, like, you're going to fall. Okay. All right. I think Gunner is going to try his luck, and he's going to see if the south door had locked at any point during this intrusion. So Gunner is going to run to the south door. Okay, did you still take the disengage action? Yes. Okay, so Gunner uh, swings his blade behind him and deflects the halberd, ducks under the second one, and just runs to the door. And Gunner's going to try and open it. And they open. It is not locked. Okay, so he's going to, (laughs) as best as he can, not make it super obvious that he's busting through the door. I think he has a little bit of room to try and finesse quickly getting out of the door just because he's so quick. But like safety is a higher priority than being noticed here. Okay, so why don't you give me a stealth check? Okay, that is a... That's okay. That's a 12. All right, you will actually meet the DC. Yes. Oh, wow. You open the door and you see like one of the guard patrols like round the corner just as you pop out of the room. And when I say round the corner, I mean they are rounding the corner away from you. So they just walk past you and just missed you. And so you like 
open the door, slide out, and try to close it as quietly as you can so nobody catches you. Yeah, and, and then Gunner kind of... Gunner, like, Olympic power walks away <laughs> from that room. Somewhere else to safety. And then behind you, you hear a bang! And then the sound of two suits of armor clanking their way down the hallway following you. Oh no! Oh god. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> okay, so Gunner gives out... Well, I think Gunner wants to shriek, but Gunner knows better. But internally, Gunner shrieks and he is going to run to the keep or he's going to run to the dungeon. His idea is that he's going to try and escape through the tunnel below the castle. Okay. And he is going to just book it as fast as he can. All right, so yeah, Gunner just runs down the hallway and he just flees the combat. And I think I'm just going to let you go, Daniel, because your speed is way faster than these suits of armor can move. So I think Gunner like, doesn't even have to go down to the dungeon. I think he can just run away and like disappear <laughs> for a little bit like hide somewhere and just like and waits until he doesn't hear the suits of armor anymore yeah I, I imagine it's one of those things where Gunner Gunner never really knows whenever he's doing something that looks really cool but he's like diving and running and looking very cool and swift and then once the action stops he's just kind of like sprawled out on the ground like <gasps> <laughs> oh my god I've almost died <laughs> I can't believe you got out of that I was so sure you're gonna fight him I Honestly, I think if I were playing a different character, I might have tried to chance it. But for me, it didn't make any sense for Gunner to try and fight those suits of armor. <laughs> Knowing, I mean, we know Gunner. So, yeah. Now we're going to cut to Vez and Aegon. You guys are still in the medical ward with Laszlo, where you guys were talking previously. And Laszlo looks over at the two of you and says... Well, what's what's the plan then? I mean, there's really not much we can do to help Artur short of just breaking him out and spiriting him away. So if that's what you guys are set on, we need to just think of something and go for it because we probably don't have forever. Well, that's, that's what I'm set on, Laszlo. I don't think that we should let Artur take this fall. And that, that's fair enough. Just, well... If you're set on it, I want to do it in a way that doesn't doesn't put the noose around our necks instead. So then what what did you have in mind? Well, I was asking you guys. Honestly, my, uh, my plan was to go get the, the horses and the wagon and wait for you guys outside of town. I mean, that that's definitely a good first start. You not being here where you're being held unintentionally captive would be great. I, I'm not, not being held captive, Vez. Oh, never mind. No, no, you wouldn't be until we do something, and then, then it becomes a problem. Yeah. Well, Aegon, I think we have some things to talk about. Shall we go back? And Laszlo, if you could make yourself scarce quickly, that would probably be for the best. 
Yeah, I'm sure. If I, I think if I can find some crutches, I can probably walk. Okay, yeah, so we'll, we'll cut to Theo and Jasper. So Theo and Jasper are walking down the corridors with Fergus in tow. And you round a corner and you see two suits of armor, just <laughs> hollow suits of armor, run past you in the, down the hallway a little ways forward and they disappear around a corner. Where, is that... Is that normal? Fergus, are those supposed to be here? Um, th- those those are Lady Hecate's uh, magical animated armor suits. They they're like guardians. Someone must have tried to tried to break into her her room. Oh no! Well, uh, should we follow and try to find the person? <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose so, but they're probably incredibly dangerous because the only people who do stuff like that are like assassins. You know, uh, break, oh breaking into Lady Hecate's private quarters is probably punishable by lashings or maybe even death, depending on uh, what they uh, what they what they were doing. And and someone trying to risk that would have to be insanely brave. They they have to be so strong and brave, powerful, dangerous. Should we warn Lady Hecate? I mean, well, I mean, she probably she might know already. Well, that's true. She has like the psychic thing. She probably had like a cat in there watching. No, her her psychic thing probably isn't working right now because she's on painkillers. Um, oh. no, I'm I'm talking I'm talking about like the magical ward she has set up there. Oh, what do they do? Oh, like notifies her when people go into her her room. Oh, so would she know exactly who it was? Oh yeah, she's probably already sent the guards out. Oh well, good. <laughs> that's great. So I guess we can get a sandwich. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, here, there's actually a, a little sandwich shop uh, in town. If you guys don't mind leaving the keep, uh, is it still raining outside? No, it's it's nice out. You know what, Fergus? We're gonna be on the road, and I was gonna talk to Jasper. I said I'm I'm not gonna share my room with him if we stay in a hotel. But you know what? You've got some good ideas, and you're starting to work your way up in the hero world. I think you know what? You might get a pillow or something to sleep with in the corner. What, what, what do you mean uh, on on the on the road? Well, you're you're joining us. You said you're coming with us, and we're gonna we're gonna travel, and we're gonna be heroes. That's what you said you wanted. See, so yeah, Fergus's eyes light up a little bit, and he's like, "You really mean that, Theo?" Yeah, and they're like big pillows, so like you know. Oh boy, it's gonna be like camping again, but with pillows. I love camping. Well, here, let's Jasper. You wanna join us with in uh, in getting sandwiches? Sure. Jasper likes sandwiches, don't you? Not particularly. No, oh, don't listen to him. He's a fibber. I'm known for lying. See, I told you. All right, sandwiches a whole. So we'll cut back to Vez and Aegon. You guys have crutches for Laszlo, and uh, he's starting to kind of get himself comfortable. And then you guys uh, hear footsteps running down the hallway past the medical ward. And you peek out and you see there are like six guards running down the hallway. I I wonder what that's all about. Yeah. How many guards does she currently have in the keep, would you say? Would they all respond to something urgent as long as the prisoner was locked up by himself? Lazo's like, you're you're asking me? Um, Either of you. I'm not talking to myself. I, I have no idea. They look like they're, they look like they've got some business to take care of, and I'd rather not be here while they take care of it. So, I'm just gonna leave. You guys can carry out your part of the plan. She looks at Aegon. 
Do you think it's worth checking? Oh, we might as well go see what they're after. Oh, I meant go to the dungeon and see if they'd left him by himself. Oh, we could do that too. Because then they're gone. He just disappears. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like walking towards the dungeon now. <laughs> well, yeah, Aegon will go with her. All right. And we'll cut to Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> so Gunner doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like Gunner's probably, he's probably just chilling in the dungeon, just like waiting for like the well, clank, 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 clank. If Gunner's going to be in the dungeon, that's going to be a very different, because I don't think he's just going to be chilling down there. I don't think Gunner would like go back up and just be like, oh yeah, nothing happened, because I think he he suspects that, I, I don't think he has any idea about the guards, I I I don't think that crossed Gunner's mind, but I think he thinks the the suits of armor are, are on the hunt for him. Okay, so you think he, even though he managed to elude them initially, you think he still continued down into the dungeon? I think so. I mean, that I don't I don't see any reason why he would just stop and go back. If if he didn't do that, then he would have left the castle entirely. Okay. So yeah, so Gunner runs down into the dungeon and like what's he do down there? It's a pretty sizable dungeon. Well, I think first thing he does is he he cuz he he knows where the cell with the uh, illusory floor is, right? Yeah, it's right next to Artur's cell. Yeah. Well, first I think he wants to like he wants to run over to the cell with the illusory floor and he he wants to check it to see if it's locked. Okay. So first of all, Gunner runs down into the dungeon and turns a corner and stops and immediately goes back around the corner because up ahead, he sees Artur's cell with the two guards and Lady Hecate standing in front of his cell. Oh, I see. And Lady Hecate is just sitting in a chair. Uh, She has her wizard staff with her. And it's glowing faintly at the tip. She looks really pale, and her, her curls are kind of disheveled, and her she looks a little bit like discombobulated. But she's just sitting there with her guards, and she doesn't look like she's talking to Artur or anything. She's just waiting. So that so Gunner's just sitting behind the corner, like, oh crap, I, I really messed up on this one. It's been a while since I botched a job this bad. And so I think just as a, I think part of it to cover his identity, but honestly, I think it's mostly a comfort thing for Gunner since he, he does not know what to do. I think without even thinking about it, he reaches into his bag and puts his fox mask on. Oh, okay. I think Gunner is going to take a beat and wait and see if... Lady Hecate says anything to Artur. Okay. So you're far enough away. Why don't you give me a perception check? Okay. Oh, what do you know? Another 12. <laughs> you can't hear anything if she is saying anything. Okay, I think Gunnar wants to look at the empty cells. Does it look like the empty cells are locked? No, if the cells don't have anyone in them, then they are not locked. And the dungeon is actually pretty empty. For what Gunnar can see from his current position, are the cells also open, like the empty ones? Yes, they are. 
Okay. Currently, Gunner's debating back and forth in his mind. Well, do you think she, they would leave that cell open? I know it's restricted, so I'm not sure if they would, but also it would seem suspicious if they closed the doors on an empty cell. Hmm. What's, what's he thinking about? Basically, what he wants to figure out is the obstacles between him and the illusory floor. Oh, okay. Yeah, the illusory floor is in the cell, but Lady Hecti and her guards are between you and that cell. But the cell door is most likely unlocked and maybe open? Yes. Okay. Hmm. But while you're thinking, we'll cut back to Vez and Aegon. Did you guys follow the guards, or did you guys just go to the dungeon? We went to the dungeon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys make your way down the corridor, and you begin descending the stairs into the dungeon, and you get down there, and you see Gunner with his back to the wall, looking around the corner, down the line of cells. I think Aegon approaches Gunner and, and whispers to him, Gunner, what's going on? <laughs> Gunner jumps and like has to really focus on not shouting. He's like, don't scare me like that. I almost shouted very loud. So, well, okay, here's the thing. I, mm, I did something. And okay, so for, first of all, don't be mad. <laughs> oh, jeez. I tried to do something really cool, and <laughs> I wanted to see if Lady Hecate was a dirtbag, and maybe that activated some kind of alarm? I definitely angered two, two sentient pieces of, hunk of metal, which is not good, because I think they are running around trying to kill me. But now I... I, I I want to escape into the tunnel, but I don't know if Lady Hecate would would know if I was in there or not. I think she might be saying something to Artur, but if she is, I can't hear it. So I'm sitting here trying to figure out what to do, and honestly, I'm freaking out. He grabs Aegon's robes. I'm freaking out, Aegon. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you you committed a crime, Gunner. Well, yeah, oh. I mean, that's that, that that's not the part I'm worried about. The part is that uh, I'm worried about is I might have to face the consequences for it. <laughs> well, I'm sure that you did it out of the goodness of your heart, Gunner. So we're going to yeah, have to I'll... get you out of here. <laughs> Does Vaz have anything to add, Janelle? She's just like a very quiet face palm as he tells us <laughs> these dumb things that uh, Gunner has done. So he, here's here's what I'm thinking. This, this is my working plan. I am thinking I, I I don't want to hurt them, but if we can rush them, gently knock out the guards and take our tour, I think this is our chance to make our move. Ah. Uh. However, I don't think Lady Hecate will be very happy with with us once we do that. So if we if we decide to do that, then that's that. Can you guys give me a group stealth check? <laughs> <laughs> for plotting demise when Lady Hecate is 20 feet away. <laughs> mm, what a bit better. That's a 15. Uh, yeah, I got a 17. 
I got an 11. Okay. All right. So you guys are huddled there, kind of having this whispered discussion and planning session, and you seem to be pretty well hidden. <sighs> like Gunner peeks around the corner and Lady Hecate looks down the hallway and just as he ducks back around the corner, but you are 100% certain she didn't see you. Whew. That's because Gunner peeked around the corner and not this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I'm 0 for 2 in that realm. Well, I have one idea, but I don't really know how well it's going to work. What's that? So now that I know why all the guards were rushing, we could have you kind of hide off the side and Aegon and I could like rush down here and basically be like, Lady Hecate, somebody has set off an alarm and the guards want to know where you are and they need you. And maybe they would all go and then, yeah, you could escape and grab our tour maybe, you know. Man, see, this is the exact thing I thought I got away from, but I guess it can't escape me. <laughs> Gunner has kind of a cat-like grin. He's like, well, what can I say? I guess I'm a mischief maker at heart. I don't want to die, though. Please help me. <laughs> Aegon, any, any thoughts? Well, I must say, I would guess that Lady Hecate is already aware of what has occurred. And she may even know that it was Gunner that did it would put us into a suspicious light. Mm. Any other ideas then on how to get them away so we can also get away? Because <laughs> we could just go back up the stairs and leave the the keep, but then our tour stays down here. Well, I have an old trick that I used to use whenever I was sneaking around. It's called use a big rock to make a noise and hide. You'll never guess how the plan works. So you find something like a big rock and you throw it at a wall. And then when they go to check on it, you run past and you steal things. Do you have a big rock? No, but there's also three of them. So why would all three of them come to check out the thing and not just one of them? Well, maybe one of them could come around the corner and then we could knock them out. Look, I, I don't want to kill anyone, but I know that if, if they're after me, they're going to try and kill me. I, I personally, I think there's something suspicious about Lady Hecate. I, I feel like there are things she is not telling us, so I may have went off and tried to find some in information in her private quarters, and then two suits of armor came to life, and then they tried to beat me up, so I ran away. And now you're saying the gods are after me as well? <laughs> I don't know if the gods know who it was. They were just responding to the incident, I believe. I don't know how much they know. I don't know if Lady Hecate just knows that someone tried to enter her room but didn't didn't succeed or if she knows exactly who it was. She doesn't seem to have the capability of doing her normal see-all, be-all thing since she's on drugs and she's also down here now, preoccupied. So we're going to cut back to Theo, Jasper, and Fergus. And you guys are sitting in the, the town square on a bench. Uh, you've got some sandwiches that you bought from a stall. Uh, Fergus has a pastrami on rye. What kind of sandwich does Fio have? Fio has just this weird, like, five-layer 
burrito kind of bread thing going on with like every other layer has just like two slices of cheese and then he's like like this broth in a bowl where he's like uh, like an au jus and he's just dipping it and just going to town on like a big old like burrito hoagie and uh, what what does jasper have does he have like motor oil like poured on a roll or something <laughs> no he just eats an elegant sandwich he asks for it to be perfectly well balanced in its diet's nutritional facts yeah. and the crusts cut off it's a a barbecue chicken club with ranch and all the crusts cut off (laughs) he takes one bite of it then hands it to Theo and uh, Fergus is talking to Jasper and he's like yeah I mean Lady Hecate's alarm system is really really advanced basically what happens is when someone walks into the room who's not her she gets a notification on her personal mirror that she carries around she has like a silver mirror and basically it projects the image of the room into this <laughs> mirror so she can see like live what's going on in the room. Oh my God. Then all she has to do is order the guards near her to pursue whoever it was. Oh, wow. So we're pretty lucky then. The, the metal guards are chasing them. We didn't even see the person. They probably already took care of them and we were able to get sandwiches. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're probably already either dead or locked in the dungeon somewhere. <laughs> Jasper, have you ever seen anything like that before? I can't say I have. I just think we need to get the horses. That's true. Ah, we have so much to do today. We need to take them outside, I think. They've been cooped up under the thing. Fergus, do you like horses? And Fergus is looking across the town square, and he says, Oh, hey, it looks like Laszlo already had that idea. And you guys look over, and you see Laszlo has your three horses tied to your cart. And he has the two mules uh, pulling your wagon through the street. Uh, <laughs> let's go get acquainted. Oh, awesome. Man, this, today just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say more. <laughs> and now we'll cut back to Gunner, Aegon, and Vez. It's been about okay. a minute or two, so you guys are waiting down in the dungeon. <laughs> All right. I've got an idea. I will go approach them. And act very nice and, and kind and try... Oh, I'll, I'll try to draw them off somewhere and then you two can escape. Well, Aegons, that's that's very kind of you. And, um... Oh, I really want to take that plan because I know it's, it's the easy option. But they are after me, so I think maybe... Maybe I could run past them into the illusory hole and... I can. The two guards will chase me, and obviously, I will outrun them eventually. However, I think that maybe that could give you a chance to talk with Lady Hecate and Artur. Maybe kind of sort some things out before we kind of pack up and run away forever. So, what do you think of that? That's probably a better plan than mine. I I like Dagon's better, but I guess. Yeah, I mean, I could always pretend to be a god and have captured you. And then throw you into the cell that has the hole, maybe? I don't know. Well, if you had guards' clothes, I think that would have been... That would be a good plan. Okay. <laughs> I well, didn't think about that. My moments of bravery are fleeting, so I think I'm going to do this. However, I'm going to give myself a bit of insurance. And um, as soon as I run, you, you, you need to make your move, okay? Yeah. You're f- following your lead. Okay. Oh, God. 
So Gunner is going to take this moment to his, he realizes that he can't go through there looking like the coward he is. So with his fox mask on, he pulls his hair up. He's going to shift into his more, you know, his shifted form, his more bestial state. And he's also going to cast mirror image on himself. And as soon as he does that, oh, actually, maybe I sh- I don't think I've cast this before now that I think about it. Yeah, let the audience know what mirror image does. Yeah, so mirror image, illusion level two. Three illusory duplicates of yourself appear in your space. Until the spell ends, the duplicates move with you and mimic your actions, shifting position so it's impossible to track which image is real. You can use your action to dismiss the illusory duplicates. Each time a creature targets you with an attack during the spell's duration, roll a d20 to determine whether the attack instead targets one of your duplicates. If you have three duplicates, you must roll a six or higher to change the attack's target to a duplicate. With two duplicates, you must roll an eight or higher. With one duplicate, you must roll an 11 or higher. A a duplicate's AC is equal to 10 plus your dexterity modifier. If an attack hits a duplicate, the duplicate is destroyed. A duplicate can be destroyed only by an attack that hits it. It ignores all other damage and effects. The spell ends when all three duplicates are destroyed. A creature is unaffected by the spell if it can't see, if it relies on senses other than sight, such as blind sight, or if it can perceive illusions as false as with true sight. So Gunnar casts this on himself and then mask on bestial form up, pulls out both short swords and charges down the hall. Okay. Oh my god, what? So roll for initiative. Uh. And to recap our previous plan, Gunner wanted you two to make your appearance after he lures away the, the two guards. Right. Yeah. Vezin Aegon, you guys rolling initiative? I'll, I'll just keep you guys at the end. Okay. Yeah. All right, so first of all, Gunner runs around the corner to start the, the combat. So Gunner runs around the corner but Lady Hecate goes first in the initiative, so she hears you cast your <laughs> spell and draw your blades and run around the corner, and she lurches up from her chair and, like, stabs her staff in your direction and shouts an incantation, and the end of her staff, like, glows super bright, and there's kind of a thum sound as she casts whole person. On Gunner. Oh, God. Oh, great. So Hold Person is a second level enchantment. Lady Hecate gets to choose a humanoid that she can see within range, which is 60 feet. And that target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. And at the end of each of your turns, you can make another wisdom saving throw to kind of shrug off the effect. If you succeed, the spell ends. Okay. Oh, let's see. That was not good at all. That's a three. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, this is not good. Yeah, this might actually be really bad. Um, yeah, this is about to be really bad. <laughs> so, Daniel, is Mirror Image a concentration spell? No, it is not. Okay. Because as a paralyzed creature, you are incapacitated, which would make you lose concentration if it was a concentration spell. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I like Mirror Image. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you just, just you feel your muscles seize up, and you just feel like 
this invisible force is just holding you completely still in the middle of the hallway with your blades drawn. And uh, Lady Hecate kind of stumbles forward more with the tip of her staff still glowing. And she says, Gunner, put down your swords now. Gunner would respond, but he's incapacitated. (laughs) 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 She said, and she continues, if you surrender now, I will let you leave my town alive. If you do not, I will make sure you die in this dungeon. And that's all she says. (laughs) So Gunner, you get to, at the end of your turn, you do get to roll to undo the paralyzed condition. Okay, that is a 14? Yep, that'll do it. So Gunner, you're able to shrug off the effects of the spell at the end of your turn, so what do you do next? Gunner says, Well, that's good and fine and all, but what of our tour? You already know what's going to happen to him. I will surrender only if we can give Artur a fair trial. And she just glares at you. Why don't you give me a persuasion check? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, that's a 23. Oh, man. So Lady Hecate's staff was starting to have flames flicker at the end of it, and you could feel some powerful fire magic starting to well up, but it fades, and she says, let's talk. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net. The songs Country Village and Waterkeep are from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.